0: Today is day 12 of my 90-day journey to uproot all my old limiting beliefs about money and develop a really healthy relationship with money. And I'm excited to share this one with you because I got to do the work with a friend of mine, Sandra Francisco, who is a great coach. And um, we shared back and forth doing the work on different thoughts about money, which I highly recommend that you do because sometimes you can get stuck in your own process in the way that you go about looking at thoughts and to have somebody else's perspective and somebody else's intuitive questions and uh, insights can really open things up. And this one was a doozy. So today's thought is I need them to be happy. And the way that this is connected to money is specifically what I did around was clients, customers. I need them to be happy. This thought totally does a bajillion wonky things to our relationship with our work. And you could replace them with, it could be clients, it could be customers, it could be boss, it could be um, co-workers, it could be uh, uh, people working under you. Anybody that you're working with, basically, I need them to be happy. I cannot recommend that you do the work on this thought anymore and you're gonna see why. So I'm gonna jump right into it. So when I took a look at whether this was true and I was thinking about a a client, um, it seemed, it seemed very true And yet there was a deeper possibility of, hmm, it seems like there's something I don't know yet. And I'm not for sure certain that this is true. I need them to be happy all of the time. Otherwise, I don't have value or otherwise I don't get to be happy. So I ended up landing on a no and... Immediately what came up is parents. So this one, I need them to be happy. I mean, think about it. Just put parents in there. Uh, For me, my situation was um, being a a middle child in a young divorced parent situation where they were pretty upset at that time. And if either of my parents are watching, they're probably not gonna like this episode. So, Apologies ahead of time, but I have a commitment to being completely transparent and honest in in these videos. So here we go. Uh, So they were always fighting and there were two sides. And my position, so I'll try to make it as much about me as possible. My position was with my mom was I have to make sure that she doesn't crash. So, on the one hand, the extreme that she could go to sometimes not all the time, but you know sometimes was that she would crash and emotionally like just destruct down into like um, kind of a depression. and then on my dad's side is the explosion, like um, like getting really angry and having that like thick air of tension and like uh, something violent could I- erupt here. So there was like explosion and implosion. And then there's me in between, either like feeling like I'm obligated to kind of implode with this person and try to cheer them up, which never ever worked, which we'll come back to. It's like trying to fix something that all of my attempts make it worse, in fact. And then on the other side is trying to avoid and play nice and do the pleasing game and do the appeasing game and anything to avoid the potential danger. And one of the biggest nuggets that I pulled out of this one, I need them to be happy, is that when I believe that thought, I go right into that duality of where I know what's gonna happen here. Even if it's a new client, never met them before, don't have any experience with them before, if I start to, you know, if they start to get upset about the work that's happening or the timeline isn't quite as quick as they, you know, need it to be and, you know, we just can't work faster than we can work. Um, and they start to get frustrated. Then this thought comes up and then, um, and then my brain goes into a known world. Like I know either they're going to explode or they're going to implode. Right? And in this one, I have to avoid them, and in this one, I have to take care of them, and it's going to be hopeless. So I enter the known world, which is obviously not reality. And so that's when I say, like, no, I can't know that it's true I need them to be happy. It's because reality isn't either of those things. Right? And so I'm trying to avoid either of those things by making them happy. And even before anything like that happens... There's just this like little stirring of like just sort of making sure that everybody's happy, making sure, making sure, you know, so nothing's too baggy. If they start to get upset, then it kind of ramps up a little bit. So it's got that kind of whoop, ramping quality. But I'm very excited to do lots of experiments free of this thought because of just noticing that a little bit of hyper-vigilance all of the time. Yeah. So if I go totally free of that whole experience. Who am I? What happens? What am I? What do I experience? (sighs) Totally free of the thought, I need them to be happy. Uh, What occurs to me is that, it's kind of like this gesture of like, here are their feelings, and I'm giving it back to them, so that I can hold space for them, right? Like I work with, your client, so I'm like facilitating a certain space, but I'm not holding their emotions. I'm holding the space, which then lets me hold my own emotions. So I can be over here, feeling what I'm feeling, having my experience, breathing, regulating my nervous system, holding the space, attending to, you know, noticing what's happening, but I'm not holding their feelings, getting in their business, uh, trying to, to, control them to be happy so that I don't get explosion or implosion and out of fear of either of those things what do I do I engage in fear so it's like this very cyclical process it's like my solution you know, solutions, usually like a solution to a problem should make you happy because you've solved a problem. But my solution is more fear. It's like this anxious hamster wheeling about, you know, always just checking in, making sure I'm hypervigilant, hypervigilant. And where that's gotten me is to to have a very high quality of output of work, right? So everything I produce is very high quality. Um, But My big question to myself is when I'm free of that thought, how do do I do that? Is there ease? So as I start to go deeper with free of the thought, I start to feel a kind of joy and like laughter and like, oh yeah, like somebody can be upset and I can be happy at the same time. They can be upset, I could not be upset. I could be having a great day. And I'm not holding their feelings and taking them in. <sighs> yeah. And because when I'm doing all that, the way, and I wanna keep tying this back into money, is then, you know, money and value are so related. So if I can't make them happy, then I'm not valuable, and therefore I don't deserve money, or I'm gonna start cheapening things. So what I notice is if there's a really, you know, client who's really upset, I'll start doing extra work and I'll, you know, start making sure I'm doing extra calls and unpaid things that then both sap my energy and sap the money that I would otherwise be making, which, you know, even if I'm doing the same service with two different clients, if one of them is sort of happy and chugging along and enthusiastic about what they're doing, and the other one is sort of, you know, miserable or gripe, gripey about, you know, what they're doing. If I'm charging them the same amount for, of uh, money for the work, I will be doing more work for this person. I would be giving them more unpaid work. So, so there's a big impact on energetically and also financially uh, what's happening there. Okay, let's go to the turnarounds here. I don't need them to be happy. So what? Uh, so when I was doing the work with Sandra on this, she asked me, what would you be doing differently if you were believing, I don't need them to be happy? Well, I would be charging for the extra time that I'm working with them. I would stop impressing them or trying to impress them to then make them happy to then avoid implode or explode. Um, I would... How, in, in I would be holding the space in such a way that my boundaries are very clear. Whoa, just realized that right now. This is all totally boundary issue as well. Because if I'm crossing my own boundary to spend more time with a client without charging them for the time that they're taking up, then I'm starting to set this cycle in motion, which is probably hooking into their own pattern, of needing to be caretaken for and needing to be, you know, given this sort of endless amount of attention, um, which, you know, people have all sorts of reasons why um, they might be, you know, engaged in that thought. Um, Yeah. And so the next turnaround is I need them to be unhappy, which is a really funny turnaround. Um, But specifically, if I think about it in a moment, If somebody's unhappy I need them to be unhappy why because that's the truth if they're unhappy they're unhappy and I need them to be them and when they can be them or rather let me phrase it when I let them be them I also in doing that let me be me because me being me is here I am this is what I'm experiencing there you are that's what you're experiencing (sighs) And it's really taking off this burden of control. I need to control them out of fear that something bad is going to happen to me, which is a completely selfish act. This like need to make them happy is really just a a selfish way to avoid, explode, or implode. If you were following through that really intense, (laughs) uh, deeply emotional... (laughs) Uh, experience with me then thanks for following along and I, I hope you can relate to it. I know it is a really vulnerable place to go, but I encourage you to go and as Sandra said uh, vulnerability has the best ROI. I really believe that you, you can't lose when you're vulnerable. You can only learn and look back and say, you know what? I was really vulnerable then and then I learned all of these things coming out of it. Okay. That's the journey for today. Please do share your comments, send me messages. I love to uh, have these conversations. And if you want to do the work with me, I would love to do that and, um, and then share about it. Okay, see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at noekalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey, with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm-René-Ribeau. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created, where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business, from virtual assistants to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. got to check us out at WorththeJourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.